front of the crowds and you say, who touched me? Who touched me among all this crowd that's milling around you? He said, ah, but someone touched me because virtue went out from me. Beloved, tonight I want to tell you that there's virtue flowing from Jesus. And as we reach out and as we touch even the hem of his garment, virtue will flow. It's the touch of faith. The touch of faith. And the virtue will flow. Praise God tonight for Jesus. Oh, let's raise our hands and worship him. Oh, worship him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You know, when Peter went to the house of Cornelius, Cornelius knelt down before him and to worship him. And Peter said, stand on your feet, man. He says, I'm only a mere man. Stand on your feet, he said, I'm only a mere man such as you. But oh, he had the anointing. He had the anointing. Oh, beloved, tonight I believe that Jesus is here. Where the presence of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty to touch him. Liberty to talk to him. Liberty, liberty to ask and to receive. We're going to sing a chorus and I want, as we sing it, if you have a need tonight, to come right out to the front and let's pray together. You know, the hallmark of glory meetings years ago was in the way that we used to pray for one another. Oh, I remember well when the Jamaican people first came over to this country, they thought that we were all sinners every week because we were on our knees at the front. But you know, it was blessed. It was precious. Oh, as we came together to pray one for another and feel the touch and the anointing of God, Oh, there's something precious, brother, something precious, sister, in getting together and praying for one another, laying hands on one another, getting the authority of God and get the flow of the Spirit. So let's just sing a chorus. He touched me. He touched me. And oh, the joy that thrills my soul. Something happened. And now I know he touched me. And tonight, beloved, let's keep our eyes on Jesus and come right out to the front if you want a touch from God. And oh, he'll touch you as we touch him.
Hallelujah. It's a couple there are blessing me tonight. Uh, I forget your names. Yeah, no, don't look round, it's you. <laughs> Can you come out together, please? Betty, Betty and Cecil. Buckinghamshire. I know, we met you we lots and lots of times, bless you. That was their daughter, she before, by the way. Um, <laughs> bless you. And she told you we came to the Lord together some five years ago in yeah. July. Yeah, five years this July we came to the Lord as a family, the three. It was through an answer to prayer from my husband's family. They'd been praying for us. They'd been praying for six years. Praise the Lord. And we came to the Lord. I've been mean, something we've never regretted. The only thing is we should have done it sooner. Absolutely. The Lord's had his hand upon our life all the way through and eventually we did come to him. And we just thank the Lord that we've been able to be here tonight. One of the boys mentioned an accident. Well, a fortnight ago, we went to Clacton to the Elim Conference at Butlins. And on the way back, we had a bump. I think I'd better let the driver tell you about the bump. <coughs> he, was look, he was just coming up to a roundabout. Do you want to tell about the bump? No, you can, you carry on. <laughs> he was just coming up to a, one of these elongated roundabouts, which we're not used to. And he was looking to the right. Sorry, I kicked my right. <laughs> He was looking to the right and all of a sudden this car stopped in front. I said, stop! He didn't hear me. Bang! <laughs> Straight into the back of this Allegro. Yeah, we praise the Lord that nobody was seriously hurt. There was yeah. no bloodshed. Ah, praise the Lord for and that. Praise the Lord that there was no other car behind us or we would have been squashed in the yeah. middle. Anyway, we pulled off onto the side road and... It was a foreign couple, I don't know whether they were Indian, Pakistani or what they were, but we wanted to call the police straight away. And they said no, and we asked if there was any injuries. They said well, one of the daughters were complaining of her arm and shoulder hurting, that they were going to take her to the hospital. So we insisted on calling the police. Anyway, it was half an hour later when eventually the police arrived. They wanted to know why the delay, why we hadn't called them earlier after asking what time it happened. Well then the police wanted to see all the insurances and licenses and everything. You hadn't got yours with you, had you? Sure. Anyway, looked at the damage, he said, oh, he says, we'll leave this to the insurance company. And um, the policewoman asked the girl that was injured to get out and she examined her arm and her shoulder, looked for bruises or marks and asked if she could lift her arm. And we'd already been sat in the car praying the sister was out sorting the insurance and everything out with the driver. And my nephew and myself and Anne sat in the car praying. Well then the police said to the ones in front, oh he says, we'll get you on your way, you can drive, you're all right. And he came back to us, he says, what, what damage is done? And we'd had got no water in the radiator. We was about just over halfway home, we'd got another what, 50 miles to do? And he said, well, where did we live? And we said, Buckinghamshire. This was at Hartford. Anyway, he looked at it and he said, well, he says, I could um, tow you to a garage. And um, coming back up already, we were practically broke. We were just trusting the Lord for next week, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd been buying tapes and books and one thing and another. Anyway, Cecil said to me, have you got any money? I said, only next week's wages. I said, nothing else. Oh, well, he says, give me that. And then the policeman said, oh, he said, I could take you to the breaker's yard, he said, down the road, and we'd see what they've got. 
So he took Cecil down to the breaker's yard. There was the exact one we wanted, the only one there for the Avenger, which we wanted, and they charged £15, and the police bought a can of water as well, brought it back to the car, the policeman took the old one out and he put the new one in and he stayed there to see us on the road. And we, and we got home and we were just stood there frozen the morning. <laughs> and um, we was, we'd left the car for two days. We was relying on somebody else to take us back with and pull us to church. Well, then we was waiting for somebody to come up to assess the damage for the insurance. Well, the mechanic that usually does the car he doesn't do welding or anything, he just does servicing and on jobs. And anyway, he took the car on the Friday, he said, oh, I'm just going to take it to get the assessment done for the insurance. And when he came back, he said, oh, I fixed your lights, you can use it. So off we come. <laughs> praise, praise the Lord. Lord, we managed to get here. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. He looks uh, after every detail. Yeah, I just praise the Lord the way he moved that policeman's heart. Yeah. He's wonderful. He's a wonderful saviour. He's a glorious saviour. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I'm with him. I'm glad I'm with him. Yeah. And you know, uh, they tell me like to know the Lord is to love the Lord. And I want to know the Lord more and more and more. So I can love him more. Bless him. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. What's your name? Philip. Another Philip. Bless you. <coughs> Well, I'd just like to tell you my testimony, how the Lord really changed my life. Um, before I met, come to the Lord, I used to go to the pub, you know, like quite a few other people used to. And um, it gradually got to a stage where I was in there every day and every evening, having about three each night. But um, there was another brother sitting over there, the one who's ducking in the green. He, was, he used to come with me. He was a Christian at the time, but the Lord's forgiven him for that as well. Because we used to go to the pub drinking together, and one night he was witnessing to another person, and I was sitting at the side, and he didn't think I was listening, but I was listening to what he was telling that, uh, telling one of his friends, and that really hit me hard, right in the depth of my heart that got me, because I come to know that the Lord Jesus died for me to save me, and. From that day, um, October the 18th last year, well, 1980, 81, sorry. <laughs> the, temp- the drinking temptation totally went. And since that day, not, well, I can't lie, one glass of wine, but that was to celebrate the Lord. And such a marvellous thing that the Lord can just take that temptation away and just fill you full of his spirit and so you can really just praise the Lord without, without having any other interest, interests that would separate you from the Lord. And um, I've got another little testimony actually, what happened last week. Um, well, it's all started when I had my last job. The Lord gave me a, a message through his word at, at one of the church services to tell me to leave my job because when I, where I was, I was witnessing to the people there, but they weren't receiving it. So the Lord just said, leave your job. It was Hebrews 11, I think. It was about um, Abraham leaving the place where he was secure and going to where the Lord had told him, but he didn't know what he was to expect. And um, in April at Paynton, this is a child festival, I was prayed for for a job. 
another job. And I, I didn't know whether I'd get one or not, but I just left it to the Lord. And last week, I had a, mess, I had a phone call from the youth leader at our church saying, there's someone interested and they want someone to have for a job. And uh, I don't know if you, any of you know Winkles, <laughs> up by um, St. Mary's Church, and told me to go along there. And I went, praise the Lord, he said, there's some more Christians there, you see, so went for the interview and the Lord gave me that job and I just thank the Lord and praise him for that. Amen. It's amazing how the Lord can just, yeah. he answers your prayer if you believe and Amen. believe and you shall receive. <laughs> praise Amen. the Lord. Bless you. And you know, it's not very long ago since somebody mentioned to me about, well, if you mention my name, it'll be all right. You know, when I was a young fella, I'm going to tell you about asking. It's nice to ask. Ask and you should receive. Mm. But you know, many times, I suppose it's happened in your life too, gone about a job or something, and they said, well, just you mention my name when you go there, you know, mm. be all right. And you know, Jesus said, when you ask, just mention my name when you ask. Just mention my name when you ask. Just mention my name. Hallelujah. And it's just like that, you know. It's nothing funny, not abracadabra. People think it's the name of Jesus is like an abracadabra, you know, something magical. It isn't. Mention my name. When you speak to the Father, mention my name. Amen. Hallelujah. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, we ask, don't we? It says, ask and you shall receive, doesn't it? Yes. But it also says, you have not, because you ask not. When you ask, you ask amiss. I've been thinking about this, and God's been moving me about quite a few other things as well at the same time. And one one of them is a sacrifice. You know, we ask the Lord for the fire, there's no sacrifice for it to fall on. Before the fire of God falls, there must, there must, there must, there must be a sacrifice. Must be. It isn't, it isn't, it's not a, it can if it likes, you know, no, there's got to be a sacrifice. Because the fire of God will not fall on nothing. And you know when the fire of God falls, it's to consume a sacrifice. Yes. Yes. And what have you got to give to God today? What sacrifice have you got to make to God today? What sacrifice have you got? That thing in your life that's all your problem, that sacrifice, give it to God. Give it to God. Yeah. Give it to God. Say, Lord, here, I'll give you this sacrifice. Let it fall on that. Yes. Whatever you've got in your heart that you don't like, the bits about yourself you don't like, and we've all got them, let this fire of God fall on that. Hallelujah! Amen. And you know, when there is a sacrifice, the fire falls. Because we're not asking amiss. No. No. We're asking right. 
Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Oh, bless him. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, bless him. Hallelujah. He's wonderful. Hallelujah. Altogether wonderful. Bless him. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to his wonderful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lay your life on the altar for God. Lay your life on the altar for God. If you've never done it before, and if you've done it a thousand times before, it doesn't matter. You can lay your life on the altar for God fresh today. The fire of God will fall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the sacrifice will be consumed. And there'll be nothing left. Nothing left. You know, with a burnt offering, when it's offered, nothing left. It's all gone. With some sacrifices, there was something left. But with a burnt sacrifice, there's nothing left. Nothing. Nothing at all. It's all consumed. Hallelujah. Amen. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But this is the good and acceptable will of God. Hallelujah. And that's where we all want to be. In God's will. Hallelujah. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's wonderful. Hallelujah. Bless everyone. Glory, glory, glory. struggling away and we were tired with the heat of the day and I thought and I was struggling myself and to you know to get the meeting going and I thought well no this is wrong that shouldn't be like this that isn't a struggle and we shouldn't have to be trying to get the meeting to go and I thought to myself God is God is here he's within me and that isn't a struggle to get through and a struggle to get there and I thought, well, all the Lord wants is for us to just praise him and not to think, oh, I hope the meeting's going to go and everyone's going to get blessed. But the Lord just looks at each individual and he, and he just wants us to praise him. He just wants us to look at him. And I thought, well, you know, so many people, so many times people can say, oh, well, I haven't prayed enough and I haven't done this and I can't get through because of this, that and the other. But that's not like that. My way is easy. My yoke, my, the, what is that verse? My yoke is easy and my burden is light, for I've told you so. And, uh, and I thought to myself, well, that's not a struggle and a striving. 
that's just, God is just here. And I thought, and I'm going to praise him. And I just started to think about the Lord and praise him. And I just felt the spirit of the Lord straight away. Praise the Lord. And you know, one, one time in my life, I've got to keep my eyes shut so I can concentrate. One time in my life, um, I thought, this Christian life, I keep he- he- hearing people say, oh, this, the way is hard, and if you want to go on with the Lord, pray for more infirmities, and you'll have more peace, and all this sort of stuff. And, um, and I thought, well, that's funny. I don't find it like that. And I find this Christian life, you know, there must be something wrong with me, because I, I find it fairly easy. And, you know, and then I started to get really complicated. And, and I used to think, oh, you know, I got into this and got into that. And I did find my Christian life hard, but I've come out of all that now, and I find the Christian life is easy. I find God's there all the time. I don't have to wait and, and go and, uh, uh, and try and get a blessing, and then, oh, that will tide me over for a while. But God is just there all the time. You know, things will be said to try and... and uh, that's just the enemy. He, he's the accuser of the brethren. He try and get to each one of us. And things will be said to make you think this way is hard. You'll never get through. I haven't felt anything for ages. And where is God and this and that. But believe me, this way is simple. And that must be because I'm simple. And I can endure it. And, you know, I just want to encourage you today just that God is here. God is in you. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. And that verse came to me uh, Eternal life is the gift of God and not of works, lest any man should boast. You know, man want to do something to, to get eternal life. And um, the things we hear on the telly just recently, oh, uh, you've got to go through suffering and you've got to have this and have that and you'll get to a place in God. But you know, that isn't like that. The gift of God is, is not of works, it is, it is, the eternal life is a gift of God. It's so simple, and that is why so many of us miss it, because it's so simple. And just, I just want to say, let's just keep simple, and just let's enjoy God, so everybody can enjoy God. And just, Amen. you know, get what they need. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless, Bless the Lord. Lord. There's a sweetheart. Come on, Graham. Bless the Lord. I don't know what to say, but it's really good to be here. You know, praise the Lord. I think that chorus, lifted, I've been lifted by his love, out of sin and sorrow lifted into realms realm of love. And, you know, so many groups of Christians, they've got so many problems, and they're so sort of inward looking, you know, and if they ain't got problems, you sort of seem to look for them and wonder why they haven't got problems, why everything in their life isn't going wrong, you know. But praise the Lord, this is a simple way. This is a way that works, you know. Henry said, this gospel works, you know, and praise the Lord it does, you know, it works, it changes people's lives. You know, it's four years ago at the Glory Holiday Clatch, you know, it changed my life. You know, if people had seen me before that and seen me in the meeting now, you wouldn't honestly believe the difference. You know, I used to go to meetings and I was so sober and thought things had to be done so decently and in order and everything had to be just so, you know, and anything that went a little bit different, you know, I just didn't agree with, but praise the Lord, you know, on that Sunday night down at Holiday in Clacton, the Lord changed, you know, I was saved, I was baptised in water, and I was baptised in the Holy Ghost, but I never really had this, you know, but praise the Lord, and that meeting, it changed me, you know, it's just getting the glory, you know, we call it getting the glory, or 
being quickened, you know, but I just opened myself up to the Lord and the Lord came in and he changed me. You know, he gave, you know, he gave me something wonderful. Praise the Lord. Come and sing out. I don't know how I've got out here, but the Lord's making me come out. Jill, when you spoke, I, I witnessed so much with you because I was recently at a house meeting and we were sitting around and the house leader said, um, now let us... Uh, in turn, find out what God has done for us last week and what we have to thank him for. And everybody started scratching their heads trying to think of something. And all I could think of was, uh, he blesses me when I wake up, he blesses me when I lay down, he blesses me when I go out, he blesses me when I come in. I'm in the ridiculous place of having so many blessings, I can't thank him for this day before I'm into the next days. I, do, I know I'm not a favourite, I just feel a favourite. Because I rest in the Lord's love to such a degree, and I almost feel guilty because I love it so much. It, it's ridiculous. But Jill, I did identify with you. Just let go and let him. And as for searching around us to find something to bless him for, just bless him for the day. Amen. Bless him for being. Just bless him for life. Bless him for everything. And down it comes and down it comes until you can't. It gets so ridiculous I can't take any more, Lord. Oh, bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, in the blessing of the Lord. Isn't it wonderful? Amen. He's just saying blessing and so did Jill. Now, I feel the same thing. that you, When you leave your home, you say, Jesus, we leave it to you. It's all yours, Jesus. It belongs to you. Look after it for us, Lord. And then we say on our journey, bless us on our journey. And we get a real blessing until we reach our destination. And here we are blessing other people and blessing them, and praising the Lord when they arrive home, or when they arrive at their destination. And it's so wonderful in the Lord Jesus Christ, and just mentioning his name, and thanking him for letting us be together in safety and in glorious health. Oh Lord Jesus, we do love you, and we thank you so much for all your loving kindness to us, and thank you for this wonderful fellowship so that we are here together and enjoying the precious love of Jesus. And we just want to flow out our love to all of you, because you're so lovely, because you belong to Jesus. And we just love you. Thank you, Jesus, for being able to come here and just praise you and glorify your wonderful name. Thank you, Jesus, for your loving kindness to us. Amen. Oh, bless the Lord. I have a course on my mind. I think we like to sing it. I do, I do, I surely do know that I've been born again. I do, I do, I surely do know that Jesus lives within. There are some things I may not know, but there are some things that are plain. And that's one thing that I do, I surely do know that I've been born again. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. I do, 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 I
Tuesday dies. It is, I think it's found in the book of John. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. You know, Jesus went to the cross of Calvary for us. For us. For us. And not only did he go there for us, but as he died on that cross, the vial in the temple was rent from top to bottom. The holy place that we was open to everybody could enter in. There's a lot of people die looking at the Pope. But I tell you what, we've got an entrance into the Holy of Holies. We don't need to go through a man, but we can go direct to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Now I thank the Lord that I gave my life to him many years ago. In fact, it was back in the 1940s. Now I tell you what, I've never looked back. He's been a wonderful saviour to me. Hallelujah. He's been a wonderful saviour to me. And that course, it really blessed my heart when we sang that course that I've been lifted. I've been lifted. Lifted by his love. Out of sin and out of sorrow into realms above. I remember we went to Clacton about two years ago. Not many weeks after my son was killed in a car crash. And that course come to me that I've been lifted. Now I tell you what, I have been lifted. I have been lifted. I have been lifted. He was wonderful. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. I just thank God for his wonderful blessings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, this afternoon what we've been talking about, the main thing is being love again, isn't it? That we're having to do. But uh, when we come... Um, Friday night, uh, I was waiting for Sue to fetch Elizabeth from work before we could set off, and there was a book on the settee called Knee Deep in Love, and I sat and read one or two pages, and it took, you know, it got hold of me, and I thought, well, I'll take this with me, and I'll read it as I go, and I started reading it, and uh, we was in Leicester before I knew where we got to, you know, I finished this book before we got here to Banbury. And it was all about love and inner family and where somebody had been living together for so many years and, uh, you know, they begin to pick little bits, see little irritations in each other and, uh, you know, well, your wife should be doing this. It's not your what's wrong, it's your wife what's wrong. 
And then if it's the woman, well, it's your husband, what's wrong? You shouldn't be doing that, that does aggravate me. And all these little bits was in here. And I thought this afternoon when Billy stood up here and said, lay everything on the altar, you know, this book really touched me. And it said about, you know, having a real love for each other. Mm. And uh, look, you know, instead of looking for little irritations, just love them more. And since I've been here, I can really say that the Lord has really touched me. And, you know, he's just, he's just giving love for everybody. And I'm just thanking for it because I just want to love everybody. And I, I don't know. I'm not miserable, but I just, I'm just happy in the Lord. And I don't know what to do. Anyway, I love you all. fellowship but I didn't think you could love God because you weren't good enough but you know God wants our love he wants our love oh hallelujah no matter how feeble it is he wants our love bless the Lord just love him now just just let that love flow back to him because it comes from him anyway because God is love Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Help us in our feeble way to love you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, Father. And it's a scripture that is quoted a lot in meetings, and, you know, we find it in the Psalms, and I'm sure David said it more than once. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. You know, there are so many Christians, I've been through it myself, I know, there are so many Christians in this world today who need the Lord to restore unto them the joy of their salvation.
You know, it's so easy, so easy for our Christian experience to become stale, to become old hat. But you know, I sincerely believe this afternoon that the Spirit of God is speaking to our hearts, speaking to our very souls, that we should get before Him and ask Him to restore the joy in our salvation. You know, it's not only feeling happy, it's not only feeling right, but it's the zeal, the zest, the vim that the joy of our salvation brings us. You know, as you can't help but see what there is behind, you know, I don't want to, to, to get too deep into this, but you know, it's too easy to see what is behind the masks that are before you. You know, we all want to put up a good image. We all want to appear to be right. But you know, I thank God that the Spirit of God, what does the Scripture say? It says, the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder the joints and the marrow. Is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You know, my boss has a saying, and it's a saying that is said by somebody else, so I can't remember. You know, if you can't stand the heat, then get out of the kitchen. You know, and this is what God is saying to us this afternoon. If you can't stand the heat, then get out of the kitchen. You know, Jesus wants Holy Ghost committed Christians like that. When the going gets tough, I want to give up. I'm like that in the natural, and I could be like it in the spiritual. But you know, Jesus, by the precious anointing of his Spirit, put back, puts backbone into your Christian experience. You know, there was a time not so long ago when I could easily have given up what I, everything that God had give, done in me and, and given to me. But you know, God worked a miracle in my life. And you know, you two lads at the back there, you are privileged, there's one of them going out, but you are privileged to be in this place tonight and this afternoon, because, you know, I was a young lad like you two, and I came to a meeting because somebody told me that it would be all right if I went to a meeting, because I didn't really believe that what he was telling me was true. But, you know, I want to tell you that the power of God will change your life. It will take the boredom out of your life. It will take the need to lie and cheat out of your life to make life more exciting. You know, it will make something real within you. Not just something that is froth and bubble, but something that is really deep-seated. It gives you a purpose in your life. You know, I thank God for giving me a purpose. You know, when I was a young lad of 19, I couldn't see further than the, than the next day. There was, seemed to be no purpose in it. You know, why should we live just to die at the end of 70 years? But, you know... I thank God, but by the precious anointing of his spirit, he put a purpose within my life that you know that men and women may be changed by the wonderful, powerful Holy Spirit that is dwelling and moving through each one of us. You know, this is the purpose in life, that we may love one another, that we may join together. You know, only a few weeks ago, 
when the Falklands crisis first started, you know, I said then and I believe it now, that if the Spirit of God was having His way in this world today, if in men and in women that were in government today, there would be no Falklands crisis. You know, it's, I've heard this today, peace, peace, but there is no peace. There is no peace without Jesus. You know, whatever it is, an antichrist spirit or whatever it is, it will try and replace this thing that the Spirit of God is doing within the church. You know, it's time that we took stock of ourselves. It's time that we looked at our experience. It's time, brothers and sisters, because time is short. Time is very short. You know, I don't like to hear alarmist type theories, but you know, I believe that the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is but a jot away. It's not far away at all. You know, the Spirit of God is asking us to listen, asking us to put our ear to what He is trying to say to us. But you know, we sit there, and we sit there, and we sit there, but you know, Jesus is coming for a prepared church. Jesus is, is coming for a bride that is pure and that is spotless. A, a bride that has made herself ready. You know, we've got to put ourselves into a place where we are made ready. We have, brother and sister. We have. We've got to put ourselves into a place where we can be made ready. Where we can make ourselves ready. Bless the Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Father, I just ask you in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Lord. Moved by your Spirit this afternoon, Lord. Oh, Jesus, open blind eyes, Lord. Open blind eyes, Lord. so that we may touch God this afternoon, so we may really feel the Spirit of God moving and transforming our lives. This is what it's all about, brothers and sisters. We haven't come here just to be pretty and just to be nice, but so that the Spirit of God may really do something deep within our souls, that we may put to death the old man, and that the new man may raise up, and that we may walk in victory, and in victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Spirit of the living God, oh, Spirit of the living God, oh, 
We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Together, Lord. We, give you praise, Lord. we give you praise, Lord. Oh, we pray that tomorrow. Oh, we pray that tomorrow you'll just turn in the water, pour in the oil and the wine, Lord Jesus, Amen. that we might come to this place tomorrow full up with the glory and the power of your Spirit, Lord Amen. Jesus, that we might flow together, Lord, in a wonderful way. We pray these things that your name might be glorified. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless you, Lord. Thank you for the joy. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Oh, bless you. God's love takes good care.